I'm so glad you found the Betrayal Trauma Recovery Podcast. Our services have evolved over time to ensure we meet the needs of our community. So when it comes to our daily online group or individual sessions, make sure you check the website, btr.org, for our updated schedule and policies. Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery. This is Anne. I have Lara Kelly and Michelle Martin with me today. They started an organization called She Honors Herself, and it's based out of Scotland. The idea behind creating this program came from Lara and Michelle's current line of work. Michelle supports high-risk victims of domestic abuse, and Lara facilitates group work supporting survivors of domestic violence and their children. Throughout their work experience in the organization and within their own personal lives, it became apparent to them that there is minimal access to support and information in preventing women from entering into relationships where their self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-worth is compromised. Their goal is to provide every woman with tools and information to build resilience and self-empowerment, to work as a prevention method to keep them safe in the first place, but it also helps women through post-relationship trauma and building themselves back up again. All the methods and information in the program are built on the materials that Michelle used during her one-on-one support to victims. Michelle and Lara have also used these materials within their own personal lives when their own self-esteem, self-worth, and confidence was at an all-time low and it has proven to be a success, which is really exciting. So we get to talk about how awesome we think we are today, (laughs) which will be amazing. The feeling of love for themselves has encouraged them and made them want to share this with other women and help them take part of the program. So welcome, Lara and Michelle. Thank you for having us. Hi. You'll hear from their amazing, wonderful, delicious (laughs) accents that they are from Scotland. (laughs) Laura, can you start by sharing your experience prior to starting this organization? I started working supporting women that have experienced domestic abuse three years ago. But prior to that, I qualified in social care. And what I do is use some CBT, like cognitive behavior therapy, relaxation and visualization methods to support them and help them through their experiences this also empowers the women and helps them kind of realize their own self-worth it gives them that self-awareness to think this was not all about me this was what happened to me and it's not because I'm a weak person or a bad person the same again with the children it's kind of just it's more like a recovery process to ensure that the women and children recover from their traumas they actually realize it's not only me and I'm not this person that he's made me out to be or I've felt about myself all this time. This is how Michelle and I started to talk about it. I was like, okay, so we can help women recover from this, but how is this ever prevented? How do we prevent women from getting into relationships that are abusive or controlling or they're just unhealthy? So that's why we decided to start this organization. I felt like before I married my abuser that I had a very strong self-worth. Now I know through recovery that my self-worth is much more robust and much more deep than I felt before. 
But it's very interesting because we really don't know where we're at until we have the experience. That's right. Yeah. It's a process, right? So Michelle, can you tell us about your personal experience developing your own self-worth? I was married for 10 years. Even before I was actually married, I had maybe three bad relationships, one which was violent. The guys I have tended to get in relationships with have been just emotionally unavailable or not being able to show affection. Women can get confused, and I think that's probably why I was confused before I really researched it, you know, to try and help myself, is people can think abuse is just violence or really severe mental abuse, but actually, like, a lot of intricate parts of a relationship, someone cheating on you or someone being emotionally unavailable and withholding affection and, you know, you come home and they just don't want to be around you or don't want to talk to you and that kind of thing. So I didn't really know that I had low self-esteem. I knew there was something not right because you ask yourself, why does this keep happening to me? I have two children now, two daughters that's with my husband who I was with. And when we split up and I ended that relationship, I was really at rock bottom. That's probably the the lowest point I've ever been. That was only three years ago. We separated and I think the whole year I must have read about 100 self-help books. I mean, I just read night and day. Every spare minute I had, I read. I didn't really go out much or socialise. I thought I have to help myself because there's something wrong here. Because of all these continuous cycles I was putting myself in. I think that's what can happen with a lot of women. You go along, you think you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. And it isn't until you hit rock bottom that you'll actually do something about it. Doing everything I could to help me. And I remember at the time thinking, I wish there was somewhere I could go, an affordable retreat, which I couldn't afford. I was on my own with my two children, just ended the marriage. So finances and everything was changing for me. Obviously, at the same time, I was also working as a domestic abuse advocate. So I'm working with high-risk victims at work. And I'm going through my own thing as well. It just made me completely reflect on everything. With everything that I'd researched and, you know, learned for myself, trying to pull myself out of this hole, that's when me and Laura, we sat down and decided to create this program. It's very interesting that when you set out to discover what your quote unquote problem was, you discovered that you do not have a problem. The only problem that you had was that you didn't realize how amazing you were and you didn't realize how worthwhile you were and you didn't realize how much you had to give and what you deserved. Isn't that interesting? It's very ironic. Laura, can you speak to that for a little bit? Yeah, I think when you're in a relationship like that, all you do is overcompensate. You're always thinking it's your fault. You should be doing more. You should be a better person. You know, it's all about you and it's never about the other person. It's almost like your whole life revolves around trying to please this person. When you get to that rock bottom place, like Michelle talks about, because I've been in the exactly same place where I want to just be out of this universe. I felt like I cannot deal with this pain anymore. My ex-partner who I have children with, he was exactly the same. Me and Michelle have a very similar story with that. I just couldn't believe that I had children to a person who treated me so badly thinking okay well he's doing this because of who I am it's not because of who he is 
and I would do everything I could. It was exhausting. I would do everything I could to try to please this person. It never happened until one day I just thought, I cannot do this anymore. Or I thought it was going to kill me. I did. Now looking back, I think there must have been some kind of inner strength within you, Laura, to do that. All I could do, the same as Michelle, is really reflect on and and think to myself, I cannot allow this happen to me again. I only live once. I need to have the best quality of life for me and my children, and I will never allow that to happen again. And I can't control what he done. I can't control about what half the men do out there, but I can control how I act on it, and I can control my happiness. And I am on my own now, and all I think about is my own happiness and my children's happiness. So one of the things that your program advocates is refraining from entering into a relationship until your self-worth and your self-image is in a really stable, solid place. Can you talk about why you decided to add that to your program? We believe and feel that you should wait until you are in a good place completely within yourself before you get into a relationship because when you're not, you're willing to accept lesser treatment. For instance, when I was not in a good place, I was starting to see people. When they would do things like lie to me, I wouldn't trust my intuition. They would lie to me and I would think, I think they're lying. And then my intuition would tell me I was lying, but I would just go against it anyway. I could have all the evidence right in front of me. I would think, this guy's so great, I'm never going to meet anybody like this again. So I've got to really give this my all. I've got to give everything here because what if I never meet someone like this again and this is my only chance? You will try and try and try and try and even though you can feel that there's something wrong, you will go against all of your feelings and continue because of fear. So you're operating from fear rather than I want to be in a happy relationship. I want to be in a relationship that's win-win, not win-lose. When you're in a good place and you're going into a relationship, it's a win-win situation. A few years ago, I didn't know what I was willing to tolerate. I would just see, oh, this guy's he's gorgeous. Oh, he's got a good job. He's so nice. He's treating me so amazing. And then I could find out, oh, well, he may be cheated on me. Oh, okay, well, I'll just give him another chance. I'll just give him one more chance. He's, he's saying he's going to change. So I'll just give him one more chance. So that's kind of why we say know your worth and know your boundaries. There's two points that I'd like to make here. First of all, betrayal trauma recovery does not advocate for divorce. Our first priority is a woman's safety. For example... If a woman wants to get divorced, we support her in that. If she chooses to remain married, then we support her in that. But we do want to make sure that she gets to safety. And I have seen that women who are being continually abused, whether they're married or not, cannot find the space to build their self-worth back up again. A therapeutic separation or just asking your partner for some space, maybe some no contact time where you can say, okay, this is the boundary. I need you to move out until I feel safe or whatever it is that you decide so that you can rebuild your self-esteem and make a decision to either divorce or stay together or whatever it is that you want to do from a healthy place 
is going to be your best bet for the future. For me, I did no contact with my husband, did not file for divorce for nine months. And he decided to file for divorce. So he made that decision for me. So I'm now divorced and actually very sad about it, that that's what he chose rather than choosing to recover and choosing to change. But the cool thing was by that time, I knew what I was looking for. So it was very clear to me that he wasn't changing. It was very clear to me that I could see, okay, this is not the type of relationship I can tolerate. I don't want to file for divorce because I just can't bring myself to do that. But I'm going to hold this boundary. I really could have held it, I think, forever. And the reason was, is I wasn't looking to date again. I thought, you know what? I'm going to just work on myself. I'm going to focus on myself. And whatever he chooses to do is his choice. He happened to file for divorce. But I really want women to think about that option because many women come into a domestic violence shelter, right? And they can stay there forever. They don't have to file for divorce. You can get a protective order. You can get all kinds of legal protections while still not divorcing if you're not ready to make that decision. And then get yourself strong enough to where you can say, okay, I'm ready. I have a friend who she was separated for 18 months, worked on herself and really focused on her own recovery until she finally got to where she felt like I can file. And when I file now, I can do so with strength and with confidence and with support. And when she filed, her divorce actually went very, very well because she had taken the time to make herself strong before she decided to go that way. It's something that I think a lot of women need to think about because divorce is not the solution to our trauma problems. We could file for divorce really quickly and be like, okay, I'm done and you're out of here. And then we're still going to have the residual trauma. Also, if we have kids with this person, they're likely going to be continuing to abuse us. I've seen some of the most severely abused women after their divorce who are still being severely abused by their ex. Yeah, we see that all the time at work. We see it all the time. So let's talk about the retreats that you provide. You are in Scotland and you provide retreats for women across the UK. It's a two-day retreat. We want to make sure that the women feel that they're having a nice luxury break as well as learning about themselves. You just have to be there and be yourself. We'll facilitate it. I've seen how powerful it is. I've seen women who are the shadow of or the former self and within the end of the groups they are a different person and they have goals they can see a future they're more motivated and they make more positive choices we're there to look after you too we want it to be a nurturing environment you deserve something you deserve to be there and you are so valuable and not just to us, but to yourself. We're only facilitating it. We're not giving them the answers. We are giving them the tools to explore it for themselves. And a lot of the times, women will be have been told what to do, what to wear, what to think. They don't know how to think for themselves, or they're scared that they're going to make the wrong choices. But we want them to think, no, your thoughts and your dreams and your goals are valuable. And you can do what you want to do and you can achieve it. I love the title that you chose. She honors herself. I would like you, Michelle, to talk for a minute about the difference between honoring ourselves and holding ourselves in high esteem and conceitedness or 
pride in a bad way. The difference between honoring ourselves and narcissism, for example, when we're being abused, if we try to take a stand, we're accused of being selfish, we're accused of not doing our duty, we're accused of not respecting men, not, you know, there's so many things that we're accused of. What's the difference between honoring yourself and just being selfish? It can be misconstrued, even by women, that they think, yeah, you're manipulating a situation, this is treating men badly. No, it's not. It's all about you knowing what you're worth, having the ability to be able to make choices and be confident about them. I mean, I never used to be able to make a decision. I used to have to run to my mum forever. Mum, I don't know what to do. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? And now I'm like, it's my decision. Women have got a lot to give. We've also kind of shortened into the Shush Project. It's a peaceful silence within you. All your power and all the light comes from within. A lot of the times, the life in the soul of the party is the narcissist or they are the abuser. I think a lot of people that you do see as really outgoing, they've got lots of issues right underneath. And no matter what kind of personality you have, if you stick to your beliefs and your values, you have that self-worth. And if you live by what you believe, that is what makes you honor yourself because you're not going against anything just to please other people. I think that's where it gets very tricky. For example, I'm Christian and many women that listen to this podcast are, and many aren't. We have listeners from all different faiths. But for me, my marriage vows were very, very important and I wanted to keep them. So that value conflict between saying, this is what I will tolerate and also the values of forgiveness and love and service come into play here because you cannot forgive and love and serve yourself out of abuse. You have to boundary yourself out of abuse. Learning to value themselves and learning to value true peace, which is what I think God wants for us in this life. He wants us to have true peace and he does not want us to be harmed. If we're being harmed, he wants us to set boundaries to keep ourselves safe. And I believe that God although he can handle anything, he doesn't like the chaos either, which is why when someone is being abusive, God's spirit leaves. God also has boundaries. He says, you know what? I'm not going to be in this place. If you're going to choose not to obey the commandments, if you're going to choose to do this, this, and this, then you can't be with me, which is why there's a heaven and a hell. The people who create chaos and the people who aren't willing to be honest, I don't want them around. They're miserable to be around. So you go there. And if you want to be honest, if you want to be true, if you are able to actually live your values, please come live with me. These concepts are really important when we're talking about values. Our coaches here at Betrayal Trauma Recovery do values work a lot with our clients because those conflicts are really, really important. If you live in the UK or you live in Europe and you are interested, or you live in the US and you want to go to Scotland, woohoo! And you're interested in going to one of their retreats, their website is shehonorsherself.com and it is with the British spelling of honors. So that's H O N O U R S. You can see when their next retreat is and when the dates of their retreats are. As always, if this is something that you think is interesting, please share it with your friends. We would love for more people to find out about this, especially because there's not very many resources in Europe and in the UK. 
Gamara and Michelle, thank you so much for coming on today. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you so much. It's been lovely. We've updated the Betrayal Trauma Recovery Group session schedule. To see our updated fall schedule, please go to the website, btr.org. Coach Sarah has individual sessions on healing your self-worth, so we really encourage you to check those out if this episode was interesting to you and if this is a topic that you think you could benefit from. Just go to our website, btr.org, and click on individual sessions. You can scroll down and see all the different individual session topics. If this podcast is helpful to you, we're really trying to cover the cost of the podcast through recurring donations. We are not even close. Then we can use some of our money to donate to women who are in dire need of services, which we know so many of you are struggling financially. But many of you are not, and you have the resources to be able to donate. So please go to btr.org, scroll down to the bottom, and set a monthly recurring donation. We suggest a $10 donation per month to support this podcast. We are a nonprofit, so your donation is tax deductible. Also, every single rating that you give on whatever podcasting app that you use helps isolated women find us. And until next week, stay safe out there.